What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for AwesomeO.com, and I am back with my NBA DFS contenders on FanDuel for Friday, May 6th. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, subscribe, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Let me know in the comments section who your favorite plays are, and then go sign up at No House Advantage using the promo code AwesomeO so that you can get $25 on your first deposit. Now, we're rounding out the bottom of my top 10 Reggie Bullock, Mikel Bridges, Tobias Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, and DeAndre Ayton on the outside looking in. Who will be my favorites? My top five plays for today? Time to find out. In first at number five, I'm going Dorian Finney-Smith. He is small forward, power forward eligible. 5,500. Projected for 28. The goal is 31. He's in the optimal lineup 54% of the time. He's going to play massive minutes. He might be playing at the five for a decent chunk if Dwight Powell continues to get beat like a drum. 42 minutes here for DFS. He's a little under a 0.7 fantasy point per minute, guys. So buyer beware there. 13% usage, 12 and a half points, six and a half rebounds, 2.4 assists, and 1.8 stocks. That's not bad. It's a good stat line. Now, this one should be more competitive. We're in Dallas now. They're one-point dogs. This game is basically a coin flip. I think they're going to have to go to more Dorian Finney-Smith. I think they are going to have to go to a smaller lineup, and I actually think that benefits Smith. Probably a little bit closer to the rim for rebounding opportunities or stocks. That should be helpful as well. He's going to sort of do the points thing the same way no matter what his role really is. So at 5,500, I think the minutes upside of, you know, potentially playing 42 to 44 is enough to make him a really solid mid-range play. Number four, we're paying up for Luka Doncic. Point guard, shooting guard eligible, 11,500. Projected for 60. The goal is 63. He's in the optimal lineup 56% of the time. This is just a completely different scenario. Luka's going to be projected like 10 plus points ahead of everybody else. Basically, the rest of the slate's going to be like 20 behind him. You're going to get a couple guys in the low, like sub 4K range that end up becoming decent values. And that is going to be what unlocks Luka Doncic. So 38 minutes for Luka, 1.55 fantasy points per minute, 33 real points, 10 boards, nine assists on 40% usage, plus a stock and a half. His raw point ceiling is so high that he's just on a completely different level on a two game slate. And that's why we see him showing up at number four. So if you're building a lineup and you're putting Luca in it, you should feel pretty good about it. And that shouldn't really be all that surprising. At number three, we go to Philadelphia for Tyrese Maxey. Point guard, shooting guard eligible, 7,200. Projected for 39, the goal is 40. He's in the optimal lineup 59% of the time. Big minutes here for Maxey. He's been more involved from a usage perspective than James Harden has without Joel Embiid on the floor. So 25% usage, 25 real points, four boards, four assists, and a stock and a half. Now they are slightly bigger dogs at home because we still don't have Joel Embiid and we don't know the status on Kyle Lowry yet, but I think that he's going to be playing. But again, this should still be competitive. Even without Embiid, they're only three point underdogs at home. We should expect Tyrese Maxey to play 40 plus minutes here. And he's basically a 0.9 fantasy point per minute guy when he gets the opportunity with no Joel Embiid. So I will happily go back to Maxey. I think he looks great. 59% optimal percentage. Or you could take his backcourt partner, James Harden, in at number two. Shooting guard, small forward eligible, just 8,700. Projected for 49, the goal is 48. He's in the optimal lineup 64% of the time. I gave Harden 40 minutes. We need to stop with the narrative that James Harden is just washed or cooked or whatever word you want to use to describe him. We, we got to stop comparing him to himself. 
That's where this becomes a real problem. James Harden is still a very good to great offensive player. He's just not the same elite, like I am the best offensive player in basketball guy like he was three or four years ago. We need to remember that he's still really, really good on the offensive side of the ball. He's a 1.2 fantasy point per minute guy. He's going to have, I don't know, 28, 29% usage in 40 minutes, 24 points, 10 assists. He's basically a coin flip for a double-double. He's live for a triple-double with seven rebounds, and he will get involved from a steals and blocks perspective. I got him at 1.8 stocks. 8,700 for James Harden is crazy. You can also roster him at shooting guard and small forward. A lot of flexibility. He's pulling a ton of ownership, and I think that it's warranted. James Harden is in at number two, and I don't think that that should be all that surprising. Now, before we get to that number one contender, one last reminder, please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. Let me know in the comments who your favorite plays are, and then go sign up at No House Advantage using the promo code AWESOMO. Your number one contender for today is also from the Sixers. That's B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed, power forward center eligible, 4,400, projected for 26. The goal is 25 and a half, and he's in the optimal lineup 67% of the time. I gave him 22 minutes. He played more than that in game two, and I don't think that the guys that they had at center did anything to make it seem like Paul Reed should play less. Now I'm projecting him for less. I got him at 22 minutes. That is less than he played in the last game, and DeAndre Jordan is not exactly setting the world on fire. He's just setting the Sixers on fire. Paul Reed has upside for additional minutes, but I don't think he needs them because of how productive he is on a per minute basis. 18% usage, eight and a half points, seven boards, almost three stocks, maybe an assist, like 1.2 fantasy points per minute. You get power forward center eligibility. We don't have a ton of pay down options, so he helps you get to Luka. The downside here is that Paul Reed plays like 18 minutes and he can still be a value play. He can still get to 25 fantasy points and be all right. But there's upside here. If they finally stop going to DeAndre Jordan or they don't want to go to someone like Paul Millsap who did not play in game number two, Reed can soak up a little bit more playing time. He's probably going to use all six fouls and that's fine. I think Paul Reed is your number one play today relative to his salary. He's in the optimal lineup more frequently than anybody else. Alrighty, folks, that will do it. Those are my NBA DFS contenders on FanDuel for Friday, May 6th. Now, there's a DraftKings version of this video around here somewhere, so check it out. Good luck tonight, everybody. Win some money. I am back again Sunday morning for another edition of The Contenders.